Yeah. How you doing? Holding Dave on the drum all night. You know, the last time we recorded before the Celtics played, the Celtics won. I have my mug. It's a cutie pie on it. So it's good luck. What, what, what's in the mug? Coffee. Coffee. Great black because I hate life. You know, uh, if you're on the keto diet like Jacob, you would stick butter in the coffee um, to get you know extra fats in. But don't. But but be careful about the butter. You don't want to. You don't want to go to your fridge and find uh, teeth marks in the butter. You know that, that's when you oh, know the, the kids mark, misbehaved. <laughs> I like to mark my territory by just chewing on a, like the corner of a butter stick and then putting it back. Be like Matt was good. Yeah, how I do it. Yeah, the kids get lazy sometimes. You know, they they don't want to take a knife and slice the butter, so they just take a bite of it and then put it on the bread. But how do you then spread it when it's on the bread? So kids are like fourteen. I know, but doesn't that so great? You, you save you save a knife by not needing to cut the stick of butter. But how do you like put it on your toast? Yeah, I got my Boston to go support the, the, the Boston home team. Yeah, the, the Bruin. Go Bees. But too bad they just fired uh, Bruce Cassidy, right? Yeah, yeah they fired Bush. The yeah. Celtics are the balls. So Who's going to win today? The Celtics. There's no other reason why the Celtics are the balls. Do you have your Marcus Smart jersey on? I do have my Marcus Smart jersey on. He's the hot and soul of the Boston Celtics. I, I've been looking on Amazon to get like a Marcus Smart wig. I think that would be fun to wear, like that that green hair of his. You could just get a perm and then dye it green. Yeah, he has great you great hair. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, do, would you ever want another player besides Marcus Smart? The guy's gonna play hard. He's a gritty guy, and he dyes his hair green for your team. I mean, that guy, that guy is a, a true Celtic if I've ever seen yeah, one. Michael Jordan. But yeah. <laughs> No. So, it is uh, the second episode of season four. Four? Wow. Yeah. Fourth. We are. When, A when, little bit of an intermission. Yeah, I know. But, you know, we had good reason. We were studying for multiple things. So. And I tore my shoulder. Yeah, and now you're uh, you're going under the knife, right? Uh, no. No, <laughs> I know. No. I know. So, what, what exactly is torn it is the labrum now describe to yes, thank you. think of this as your joint no one can see you this what no one is this is a podcast we can't see you well think of this as the joint <laughs> and here's the, your fist is the joint and yeah. then the cartilage is surrounding it i throw the cartilage so ball and socket joint right right in there right yeah right we're just feel like the front of your shoulder it feel like and then wiggle it around right in there. Um, it's torn. Ah. It's fantastic. It feels great. Sleeping on it too. I sleep on my left side. It's my left shoulder. I really just love to wake up at three o'clock in the morning every night. You should not be sleeping on your side. I don't know why you do that though. You don't? No, I sleep on my back like a normal human being. I, I, I feel it's like the best for your spine forward. alignment too. You're gonna have like you're gonna need back surgery too when you're thirty. I mean, you're you're already an old man now, so I, I couldn't imagine what it's gonna be like when you hit thirty. <laughs> it may not be true. 
I'm so, aging like a fine wine. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you, you kept, <laughs> you're, uh, you're following the TB12 program. You're sipping uh, whiskey from a mug, I'm sure. Coffee. Coffee at, at 6.50. Yeah, but my night's going to go till midnight because they're not going to tip off till 10.30. Nah, the, the Celtics are going to go up 50 nothing in the first quarter, and it's going to be game over. And then I can go to bed. Yeah, it's kind of like how they went down by a million in the, the end of the third quarter, and I can go to bed. <laughs> yes. I... There's, I don't think there's. If it's a close game, I don't think the Celtics lose. That, that we can we can start getting right into it if you want talking about the Celtics. But yeah, bang on that drum. I don't want to work up too soon. Hey, hey, hey! I don't want to work. I think we had Jacob take count last uh, episode. We played this about five times in the first 12 minutes last time. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my mobile. <laughs> like Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about the Celtics then. From, if it's a close, let, let's start in reverse here. I, I was thinking about this today. I had a work thought. And it was, if the Celtics are in a close game. You were working today? <laughs> yes. No, I was banging on my mug all day. But, um, I mean, if they're in a close game, I actually have high confidence that they'll pull it out and win. It's just, I feel like, ha is it me or have most of their losses just been like they've had an atrocious quarter somewhere or it's a blowout because they had an atrocious quarter somewhere. So, like, even that Miami uh, game six, when we're, we're watching at the wharf, they just had like they had much. yeah they they had like a meltdown there so uh, i know it's yeah, easier said um, than done but if you avoid meltdown and if you avoid one of those you know 40 to 12 quarters and it's like a just competitive throughout then you know i i think they'll be okay you know game 3 this is your first home game if you're boston i know it's 1-1 but this is one of those like you you really want to win this one here. You don't want to go down two one. You don't want to have immense pressure of you now. You need to win. You know game four, your second home game. I mean, if you lose game three, you, you lost all the advantage you you got from winning game one in in Golden State. So now, how do they do that? How do they how do they win tonight? What are the what's the five point plan for victory for the Boston Celtics tonight, Matt? Five. My five-point plan, five point number plan one, is victory. not to play with your head up your ass in the third quarter. Right. Because I'd like to do that. And then all of a sudden, it goes from being a, call it a five-point game one way or another, to a, a they're climbing up a massive hill going into the fourth quarter. Yep. Uh, they did that the first two games. They, they came back and won because they went just absolutely ballistic in the fourth quarter of game one. 
Um, and then game two, they it was just like at the end of the third quarter, I was like, this game's over. Why am I watching? Right. So that that would be a number one is to limit, really limit Golden State's runs and limit their ability to, um, you know, because the NBA it's it's a game of runs, right? You hear that? If you know, don't don't let them go on a twenty to two run or something stupid like that. Don't score twelve points in a quarter. Can you make them go? Let them go on like a eleven zero run, right? Something right. like that. But you can handle those. Right, you can handle those. Just limit it. They're going to go on a run. They're going to go off. They're going to hit a couple threes in a row. But don't let it snowball into just something that totally drains, just totally derails the game. And on the flip side, the Celtics have done this to other teams as well the last two series, right? They did for game one. They just went on a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter, and the game's over. (laughs) To to me, though, it seems like the Celtics, when they go on their 17-point run, it it just feels different than the when the Warriors do it. It seems like not real, and sometimes it can just be demoralizing, right? Because you know the the Celtics like birds. You know the Celtics will, you know they could bang their threes too, but the Warriors, it looks like they're taking stupid shots. All their threes, no matter how far away, are falling, and that's I think the most demoralizing part. It's like when you see Steph Curry take like a you know whatever it is a 30, 35 foot you know, three-pointer, then you see pool shooting from the logo, and then it's like, yeah, you literally, you just scored 12 points in the last, you know, 75 seconds, but it's just like, what else can we do? They're they're just, you know, popping off threes. That That's so, what the Warriors do that I don't think any other team can do. Well, no, I disagree. So the Celtics are the, you, you've heard of the, heard of the term three and D, right? Yes. You shoot is it's specific players usually off the bench who um their only the real specialty is just hitting corner threes and playing quality defense, right? And that that those have value. I almost said the Bruins. The Celtics are pretty much the ultimate version. They're a team version of that where um you see in these runs, they they'll go like nine for twelve and a quarter shooting threes, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, and they have the best defense in the league. Right, you couple those two things together. You play really good defense on one end, limit the the opponent's you know chances. You rebound well, and on the other hand, you get white hot from three. You pretty much are winning a game. It doesn't matter what you do the other three quarters. It's like if you have one quarter where you're outscoring the team by twenty, it's like you know, yeah. And that's why the Celtics are where they are. Um, is because they have this ability to limit the other team's scoring or kind of mute their runs in terms of going off, right? In game in the second round, they played Giannis. And I thought about this, how they played Giannis, right? You think of Giannis, it's a he's he's gonna drive the lane every single time. Yeah. And you know what the Bucks do is they just put everybody else in three point line. They have four guys in the three point arc. What they do is they they hope that you draw in two defenders whenever Giannis drives, and then he just kicks it to the open guy for an open three. What the Celtics did instead is they let they just put Grant Williams or Al Horford in the lane, let him just run into those two. Horford plays Giannis great, and Grant Williams is going to take abuse, and he's going to dish it out as well. And they let Giannis get his 40 points. But when they look up the scoreboard and the Bucs only have 92 points on the board, 
you're saying, okay, like I'll, I'll take that every single day. You know? and, and one thing I agree, I think Hardy said this too, is it's a lot more taxing, you know, driving down the lane, you know, getting your two points, finishing at the basket than it is just, you know, oh, I'm going to take a three point shot here, you know, to do that over and over and over, you know, it does wear you down. And that's what makes, you know, the, what the Celtics do when they hit all their threes and then what the Warriors do, you know, A, it helps you know, get back in, on defense, too. I mean, you just take your three, and it's like, all right, you're already halfway back, you know, for defense. And then, so I, I agree on that note. Um, but the other the other thing I'd say is in the third quarter of this last game, the ball movement just stopped, right? Their their offense their offense took off in the second half of the season because I, they pretty much, they, they started actually committing to, to moving the ball. Um, and you know, playing actual team offense right. sounds kind of corny, but that made all the difference. And then all of a sudden it just turned into like Tatum and Derek white pounding the ball into the court for 16 seconds and then running something. And that right. Makes it a lot think about, time. think about the, that fourth quarter of game one, right. When you could move the ball around and it was, you know, Derek white Horford Pritchard made a couple of his, you know, near the end smart made his, but then in game two, it looked like, and what I really don't like what the Celtics do sometimes is, you know, especially since Tatum slumped big time game one, when they feel like they want to get Tatum involved, they do one of two things. He either jacks up a three really early in the shot clock, like near the top, um, you know, of the three point arc, you know, coming off of the screen. And I don't like that. That doesn't seem like good offense. You know, if he's hot, he'll make them. Um, but a lot of times they'll do it because they're like, all right, we need to get Tatum into this game offensively and then I think what I saw a little bit too is he'll put his head down and he'll try and post up which I do like because then he can get to the stripe you know and take his free throws too to get into the game what I and, and that the first you know strategy which I just listed of you know coming off of a screen and just jacking up a three I really don't like that especially against the Warriors too because it's like if if the Warriors go you know, bang, bang with their threes. And then they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're in this uh, stretch where we're trying to get Tatum involved. And then he starts jacking up threes way early in the shot clock and it misses. Then that's, I think, you know, when it can kind of get out of hand too. You know, I was listening to some of these players post-game press conferences. They're saying exactly what you're saying too. You need to make those passes. You can't just, you know, dribble, dribble, dribble. And then... How many times did we see, you mentioned it too, I think Derek, they literally dribbled the ball out of the shot clock, and then Derek White is taking a, a three that hits off the top of the backboard because it, the, right. the play clock's at, like, nothing. Yeah, um, that, it, I mean, that's the key to it. Um, Tatum's also got to be more aggressive because he, at times, he has Curry defending him. Right, Curry. so that's what I'm saying. Okay. Put your head down and get to the basket. Right. Um, there's the other thing too. So the, the thing with the Celtics is they have a lot of shooters and they have a lot of guys that can just get insanely hot at any given point. Right. You look at, you well, obviously Tatum and Brown um, can do that the most consistently. Horford, if you leave him open, I think is a deadly shooter. Him having no um, shot attempts in the first half is a problem. Right. And they got to get him involved. Yeah. Um, Grant Williams, obviously. I don't want to go down the whole roster, but they have plenty of guys who, can go and hit five threes in the game 
and every third game or so, it feels like in the playoffs, like, so fairly frequently now, they will have a game where like one quarter will be like the fourth quarter of game one. I think the problem right. and the scary part is though about the Warriors is because the Warriors have a lot of good players. They, they have a lot of guys that can make good shots too. And guess who has not had a good game yet? It's Clay Thompson. Right. Doesn't that um, kind of concern you? Because you're like, okay, Poole got hot in game two. Steph has been good every single game. So it's a problem if then you have Clay Thompson being able to make any shot that he can on the court. I think good yeah. news is he didn't get hot in garbage time at the end of game two. So I guess that's good news there. But don't you think for a guy like Clay Thompson, it's only a matter of time till, you know, let, if this is a long series, he's going to have a game, he's going to have a quarter where he will get hot. Poole has confidence now too. But I think, yeah, you yeah. know, in terms of defensive strategy, because if these guys do get hot and they're making all their threes, I think you and I disagree on this point. Um, but I think that the way that Robert Williams played in game two, he did not, like, physically, he did not look good. It, it looked, I, I saw the way that he ran. It looked like he was running stiff-legged. He was running stiff-legged up and down the court because, you know, he wasn't, there was no spring to that knee. And if if I'm the Celtics, I think you have to go, you can't have both, I don't want both Horford and Robert Williams in the game at the same time because then that means kind of two slower defenders in a sense, um, especially Robert Williams with that injury. So, you know, I would go, you know, Horford as the lone big guy in there, which, you know, unfortunately, you know, that means more Tice in the game too. I'd, if Robert Williams isn't healthy, I don't know how you can keep, you know, rolling him out there. You play him for 15 minutes and you hope you get 15 pretty good minutes out of him and then you, you can't expect too much more. Um, yeah, no, I don't disagree necessarily. I feel like they... Uh, well, your Clay Thompson point, I agree. He's He has a chance to just go off and hit a couple threes in a row and, you know, he's do really hot. But I would also say that, you know, Tatum and Brown really haven't shot it well in the series. They've shot under 40 or under 50% each one of these, both of them, each one of these games. Um, and I know Tatum had a better game too, but game one was pretty bad shooting. I feel like neither of these guys have really taken over. I'd rather have Tatum game one than Tatum game two because although Tatum had more points in game two, all of that could have been thrown down the drain because he turned the ball over. Well, yeah, no, that was the biggest. Well, yeah, well, that's the that's the biggest issue um, is they they have, they also have games where like game three of the, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals was just absolutely obnoxious how they just turned it over every other possession. I was like, all right, this is. It, it, when they start to do that, it's the most infuriating thing in the world because it's just kind of it feels like it's like lazy passing, right? You know, but it'll like trying to pass to somebody in the lane and it gets easily picked off and crap like that, or it's going to be like Brown dribbling off his ankle, stuff like that. That's just pisses me off because you know you see they they obviously have the ability when they have their head screwed on straight to not only beat anybody to but to like blow them off the. Blow them out of the water. Yeah. Right. 
like even against Golden State, they have the ability there to get just absolutely unconscious, you know, white hot. And and I don't want to say blow, they won by 12, but like that, that sort of thing. Whereas they they then go into this thing where they come out of the third quarter, they even they start a game two just with a bunch of turnovers. And I was I got worried at the beginning. I saw a stat where I think the line of demarcation is 15 turnovers in the game. If they have 15 or fewer, they're like 13 and two. And then if yep. they have 16 or more in the playoffs, I forget. I can't, um, I'm not going to add up to the correct number, but it was like, they're like, Oh, and six or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't, they haven't won when they have 16 or more. So that's pretty much the, that's the, that's the line of demarcation. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty clear cut thing for these playoffs. So that, that tells me a, they, they don't, they, they don't show up 100% of the time, which pisses me off because they're sitting here in the NBA finals with a chance to win. And, uh, you know, sometimes they just come out there and, you know, don't actually create the action. They let it come to them. Right. And it's like, you, you know, you're going to have your turno- turnovers. Just avoid the, the stupid ones. And, and to me, it's, you know a lot of the Jalen Brown ones, those are, to me, like you said, those are the most frustrating to me. That, you know, he starts dribbling too much, loses the ball. <sighs> yeah, th- those are frustrating to me. So, yep, so game three is tonight. You know, by the time, I think the only person that might listen to this before the game tonight would be uh, Jacob Katzman. Uh, yes, so he's a big basketball fan as well. Yeah, huge basketball fan. So, um what is uh, next on our agenda? Are we going to so are we going to Vegas or Nashville first? I'd rather go to Nashville first. Um, okay. Still want to go in maybe October. In October. Well, we also we have, we have, Ger- of, uh, well, we have Germany in October too, right? For do the uh, British like the Germans? Do the British like the Germans? Do the British like the Germans? I'm trying to I'm trying to see where Oh. Oh. I'm trying to see what I, I yeah. Now I have I have caught on to Matt Logic. Um I don't know, or do they, they just go to Denver? I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think the Germans like the Germans. I know. Yeah. I know, yes, I know you like you. Yes. I don't mind the Germans. I like the Germans. Yeah, we should go. For Buccaneer Seahawks, Oktoberfest also, the same time. Yeah. Um so yes, let, let's plan out. We have a lot of we have a lot of trips we need to squeeze in. We have we have Germany. Now you're on board. <laughs> we have Germany. <laughs> we have we have Ann Arbor. We have Nashville. We have Vegas. We have Buffalo. We have that's already have, five right there. We have that's a lot of money. <laughs> Vegas alone is obnoxious thinking about how much money. How do we get? We need to get paid more. I kind of fucked that up today. I <laughs> but, um, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, go get a new job. Come work in Boston. Uh, you come come work in New York City. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make a job, I'll get a job that pays me 50% more, but I'll end up netting less because I'm paying three grand for a fucking closet. Yeah, doesn't that sound <laughs> fun? Yeah. What if we, uh, we'll buy the penthouse in uh, Trump Tower? Okay. Yeah. We'll buy it. Yes. We'll yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Me, you, and Jacob <laughs> buying that penthouse. Yeah. It's going to happen. We can hang out all day. 
We will hang out all day. We're going to love Marcus Smart. Speaking of Marcus Smart, he didn't do anything in the last game. Yeah, it seemed like no one really did anything last game, but yeah, Marcus didn't do anything either. Marcus so Marcus was pissed. Draymond, well, Marcus was pissed he didn't play in like the fourth quarter of game one. But even that, like, I don't, Marcus shouldn't take it personally because everyone else, like, they, they had White Pritchard in and they were hot. So why take them out just to take them out? So I don't know why he, I, I love Marcus, but that's nothing to be like offended by because Marcus didn't play. It's not like he played poorly and got benched. He was playing. He normally gets subbed at some point, and the guys who came in played well, so you don't sub them out. So I have no problem with that. Anyways, football news we could talk about for a little bit. Did you see Bill Belichick was uh, playing center today, snapping uh, the ball to Mac Jones? Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, apparently the Patriots are also changing up their offensive schema too, which makes perfect sense as they uh, have a new offensive coach and a second-year quarterback. So Bill says, perfect time to uh, make everything different and uh, perhaps more confusing. I agree. This is just fantastic. I love everything that's going on right now. And according to graphs and spreadsheets and numbers, the USA Today. Yes, the the Buffalo Bills are projected to have the most imputed implied wins per chart um when is the parade <laughs> the parade is whenever we get back up to buffalo up on the train <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hop on the train and go to buffalo let's go man i was meaning it i was i was meaning it in a different way but okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Other um, football news, Leonard Fournette showed up to practice fat. That's not very fine. No. Yeah, why did Leonard Fournette not follow the five-point plan? <laughs> why did Leonard Fournette fall out of the tree? He fell over. <laughs> God, he looks... No offense. He looks like Maurice Jones-Drew, like, right now. Like a bowling ball? Yes, holy shit. But he's, like, taller. Dude, I hope Brady gets pissed at him. He's like, holy, he's, Brady's like, I'm fucking 45 years old and I take, you know, a thousand times better care of my body than you do. What you understand is, is running back lives don't matter. Except Stay if you're Brandon me. Bolden. Yeah, Brandon Bolden is the only running back who... Oh, you know who's going to be at the Celsius game tonight? RKK, I'm sure. And, and his favorite running back. Well, Damian Harris. Damian Harris goes everywhere. Ever since Damian Harris cheated on Kayla, he has been out and about in Boston. Wait, is that known? Is that a known thing? I don't know. I don't think we have a broad enough reach for that to matter. Yeah. Um, no, we definitely don't. <laughs> but, God, I don't... Do you... What's your honest opinion of him? Do you like the whole, like... I don't know. What do you think of Damian? You He's like, like a good guy. You like him? I like him as a player. 
I wish he could catch the ball more, but that's is what it is. Yeah. No James White. Well, how is he doing? He's recovering from what surgery did he get? Hip. Hip. That's a big one. Yeah. Especially for the way that he cuts. I feel like it puts a lot of torque on that hip. It's gonna fall right out. Who else do they have for backs right now? Mondre? And they drafted some squids out of college. Well, I'm sure all the running backs will play well, especially running behind Cole Strange, so. It's going to be great. I love everything they've done. Run right behind number 69. Well, when you say it like that, it makes me warm my heart. <laughs> and I think the real uh, treason was allowing Devontae Parker to wear number 11. Ray Nixon's going to wear uh, Julian Edelman, the Iron Man. What do you do when, when things seem dire? You go right to people that you can depend on. I call tomorrow and do that. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be in the office, too. Yeah, how are we going to win those Celtics tickets? That's a good question. Uh, depend, well, what time is this uh, thing happening? 12... 45, I believe. Um, that's what that's what T-Bone said. It just like, is it caller? Is it like caller number six is the uh, the winner of the tickets? I don't think they explained. I listened today. Did you hear anything about the rules? That's probably a, the what if what if the rule was impersonate Sean McVay's laugh after the Patriots drafted Cole Strange? Boom, go. Top five Sean's. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Chattanooga in the first round. Welcome to Smoothie Time. I'm your host, Julian Edelman. I should make a video like that. Smoothie Time with Matt Castellani. What was that? All right, that does it for us. And I'm your party captain tonight. Well, go seas. Matt will be staying up well past his bedtime. I fucking hate this. But we also have about. But I have school in the morning. Yes, we have. How many minutes until game time? 115, 105 minutes until game time. Yeah. Hour and 45 minutes. Plenty of time for Matt to continue swiping on hinge. Part <laughs> time job. <laughs> Who's this? Stone Temple Pilots. What's that? Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, I, I, yes, I was referring to something else, but. Are those your friends over there? Yes. For uh, anyone in Boston, um, please show up to Earl's tomorrow at around 6.37-ish and meet Matt Castellani for a drink. A meet and greet. A meet and greet. If you show up to <laughs> Earl's at 6.30 or 7, I guarantee you Matt will buy you a drink. Yes. 
I yeah, I will. If you show up and you say that I heard my grievances filed last night that you're gonna give me a free drink. The code word <laughs> The code word is screwball. Oh yes. <laughs> he will buy you a, a nice fresh shot of screwball. The code word is thirty three. Like Larry Bird. Larry Bird. And Dion Lewis. Many other things that I can remember. Yes. Um, well, the only person that will be time. hitting you up on this will be Joe Spinoza. So enjoy buying Joe Spinoza and his girlfriend a drink tomorrow. Until oh, next time. <laughs>